0: Hey there, Rainbow Warriors. I'm CJ, host of Beyond the Rainbow, True Crimes of the LGBT. My episodes focus on crimes committed by and against the LGBTQ community. I've covered cases you probably have heard of, such as Matthew Shepard, Brandon Tina, and the Orlando Pulse nightclub massacre, as well as some lesser known cases like the murder of Ray Hainish, the Australian gay beat murders, and the suspicious disappearance of Lisa Lynn Stone. I cover cases brought to me by listeners like Penny Brummer, who I believe was wrongfully convicted, taboo cases such as lesbian corrective rape and murder in South Africa, and Pray the Gay Away camps. I discuss gay serial killers, women who pretend to be men to hook up with other women, and trans murders. I'm opinionated and uncensored, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but surely I'm someone shot at tequila. No matter what your gender or orientation in life might be, please join me as I tackle rainbow crimes in search of unicorn justice. Remember, it's not a crime to be gay. Unless you're a murderer.
1: Hi, this is Dustin. Just a little reminder that this show is for adults. In fact, this episode in particular is a casual conversation amongst adults, so I wouldn't let the little ones listen in on this one. You never know what we might say. If you're from a country that prohibits explicit language, please listen at your discretion. Otherwise, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. How many years has it taken people to realize that we are all brothers and sisters and human beings in the human race? Marsha P. Johnson Welcome, everyone, to season four of Dustin Can Read and Watch.
2: There you go.
1: go. That's what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For the new season, I decided to switch it up and do more panel discussion, much like the Dustin Checks In episodes from last season, which the Crime Diner was on. Uh, Well, it's Pride Month. Pride Month. And so, what else are we going to be talking about, right? So, today's panel discussion group is Martha Madrigal and Charles Tyson Jr. from Full Circle, the podcast. Hi, that's us. Yeah, Cindy <laughs> the Chef from Crime Diner podcast.
3: Hi, I'm the quiet one on that show. <laughs>
1: awesome. And John from Life's But a Song podcast. Hey, John. Hi. Hi. Woo. Hi. All right. <laughs> So what I wanted to do when to start things off, I want everybody to come, you know, tell everybody at the listeners um, who you are, what your show is about and whatnot, and kind of introduce uh, your identifiers as well, since we're talking about pride and whatnot. And I'll kind of go first. Um, I'm Dustin. I host uh, Dustin Can Read and Watch, obviously, and the Rewatch Recap, where we recap episodes of TV shows, uh, mainly seasons of shows, and then we go into another show. Um, I'm a gay, cisgendered male. And I'm also going to tell you my coming out story. I came out at age 13 in 1994 and uh, mainly to my friends and then to my parents later when I was 15 in 96, I guess. So there you go. So in that, with that in mind, I'm going to let um, Cindy go first. She's at the top of my screen here. Mm -hmm. And so Cindy, tell them who you are and what you're representing.
3: I am Cindy from... Crime Diner podcast, as Dustin said, I am the amateur chef on the show and we do a dinner with friends theme. And eventually as we eat dinner, we eventually start talking about crimes. So of course, uh, Dana and Nydia take turns uh, telling a crime story. And I cook based on the story and the case that's being featured. So and then I am cisgendered uh lesbian and I came she her pr- pronouns and I came out when I was I want to say to friends probably about 1920 and then outed at 21 uh to what? Yes. Thank you Chuck. Oh goodness. Mm. So yes. <laughs> Uh, so that is All part right. of my story.
1: Thank you, Cindy. That is shocking and it, that sucks, but you know, thank you. Okay. I'm going to go next to, uh, Martha and Charles.
4: Oh, fun. Hi. Hi, I'm Charles.
5: I, I'm Martha. I thought you were going to take a turn like they did.
4: <laughs> well, there's two of us. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, <laughs> Charles, he, him. I am a, I guess we'll say, pansexual, uh, cisgender male. Um, I came out to myself at 16, came out in public at, I guess that was 18, and hit the ground running. I've been queer as hell ever since. <laughs> Martha? So true.
5: Um, <laughs> let's. See, I am Martha. Uh, I am a trans woman, uh, also uh, bi or pan. Um, I came out to Charles and you know some of my closest friends back in 2018, and I said, "We're about to find out just how bisexual you really are." He passed. <laughs> I test uh, well. He tests well. Um, you know, and and then it's it's been a journey. It's been a journey. Um publicly, publicly, uh, at the start of our podcast, really, um, is kind of when I said, All right, we've got to let the rest of the world in. You know what I mean? So so all of our close friends knew, all of our circle knew, you know, um, sort of through the pandemic, but um very publicly in early twenty
4: twenty two. Yes. So okay. and together. What's your we podcast host- about? Uh, Our podcast, Full Circle, the podcast with Charles Tyson Jr. and Martha Madrigal, (laughs) is the full title, is uh, a weekly uh, news commentary podcast where we uh, dive through a handful of headlines that affect the LGBTQ plus community, both nationally and globally. And we try to do it, our format is we talk about, you know, we talk about the things that are going on in our lives, then we talk about the good news in the world, then the cavalcade of nonsense, which I think you can guess what that is, everything else. And then we try to round it out with a, a bit of pop culture at the end so, to, to you know, land in a soft and cushy place. Yeah, so we've, we've
5: been a couple for almost 11 years, um, and we were friends for 10 years before that. So, yeah nice um, i and like we realized that. we have very intersectional intersectional conversations right around our table so we thought you know if we just sat in front of microphones this would be fun and it has been it's been great we are in season 2 right now yes uh, also awesome. it's been been a year and about 70 i don't know eight episodes i'm working on the 78th right now there we go wow
1: well That's congratulations sh- and thank, well, you well, thank you for you, thank uh, you. sharing <laughs> John, what What about you? Introduce us.
6: Hi, I'm John. I am a, a cisgendered gay male. I don't... whatever pronouns you want to use, I'm fine with it. We're cool here. Uh, I came out when I was 15 years old. Um, and much like Charles, never looked back. Um, so I actually host two podcasts. The one that Dustin's been... On depending on whenever this is, whenever this episode drops, uh, it's called Life's But A Song. Uh, it's a musical-based uh, podcast where we talk about musical movies, TV shows, sometimes stage productions that are taped. Um, it's a bi-weekly podcast, and episode 250 is right around the corner. Everyone, hey yo! Wow, where we're doing The Wizard of Oz finally? <laughs> oh my, the, finally, the first time? Finally, yeah. Wow. Um, and then my, my other podcast is called Movie Deja Vu, where my co-host J.D. and I compare similar movies or what we like to say are similar movies by creating a verbal Venn diagram. So,
1: Oh, wow. That, yeah. a thing. that, oh, that one, sounds like math.
2: <laughs> Just a little bit.
6: It's not so much. I mean, when I say it that way, it is. But, like, you know, the Venn diagram, you have the, the differences and the similarities. And that's basically what we do. Um, that one... Both of them were uh, pandemic projects because I was unemployed for 18 months. So, yeah. So many podcasts came out of the pandemic. So many podcasts. <laughs> but a lot mm-hmm. stopped,
5: too. Yeah. Right? A lot of them gave up.
6: Yeah. An incredible
5: I, number stopped. Yeah.
6: It, it's interesting because, like, you know, um, the Life's about A Song one is kind of like a spinoff where I'm doing it all by myself. Like, I bring guests in and everything. But it's just like to keep going is just like somewhat fulfilling. It feels I don't I don't know. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, I understand. I mean, why else would you do it? You have to it has to be self fulfilling, you know, because most of us podcasters aren't making anything.
2: You're, <laughs> right. so You're so making, You're making money. A- <laughs> yeah. On our side. I heard
1: that's a thing. <laughs> I know. Even like from Patreon, it's like it's pennies. You know, so it's nothing really. Uh,
5: yeah, that's thanks but. We so are before, fortunate with the Patreon, so I, yeah. I will say.
1: Uh, before we begin, um, as per the title of the show, Dustin Can Read and Watch, I'd like to ask everyone what you've been reading and or watching lately, you know, movies or TV shows. And I'd like to start with uh, Cindy again.
3: Oh, uh, well, at worst, don't tell anyone. I was watching The Diplomat and The Recruit. While I was doing paperwork. So I was watching <laughs> those shows. Um which one's
6: the diplomat? I've heard of this. I just don't was remember. Jerry Russell. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I just uh I just finished that one while at work today and started uh the last season of Madame Secretary. So that's where mm. my headspace has been this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Women power. That's basically what it's been. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Madam yeah. Secretary is everything, though.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm I still have not nice
0: watched
6: secret. that one.
4: It's a good I'm watch.
6: I, I think I just got canceled by all of you. <laughs>
4: is that. <laughs> Wait, that? I'm trying to think. Is that Tay not. Leone? Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. yes. I've she never is. seen it. But see, that's the thing. My head, I just soak up all this stuff. I don't know it's how, but really I do know who's in good. it. It's a is really that the good. one
6: that started a new spinoff series with a. Or there's a, is it that one? Or is there another one that. There's this like new series that's coming out. I'm seeing ads for it all over the city, and um,
4: it I, wouldn't surprise uh, me.
6: Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Like I said, so okay. <laughs> and and this is why I podcast. I like to say blatant lies sometimes oh, that I made job. up. <laughs> why
1: not oh, you? Why not? Oh. And
3: I am not reading anything. I've been slacking on that aspect. Um, I've been. The last thing I read, and I put that in quotation marks very loosely, was listening to uh, another podcaster who reads books. And uh,
1: oh, was it uh, Derek?
3: Derek, yeah, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ratchet Book Club. And I've been listening, I was binge watching, listening to him.
1: Technically, it's kind of like an audiobook. So you take It's an read, audiobook so. with
3: commentary.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: It's fun. So yeah. Okay. How about we'll go to, uh, we'll go back to Charles and Martha again. What have you been reading and or watching?
4: Uh, I just finished reading a delightful book uh, actually be- for our podcast. Cause we were interviewing the author Jeffrey Dale Lofton. It's called red clay Susie and it's uh he called it a fictionalized memoir of his life growing up as uh, a little gay boy uh, with a uh, physical deformity in uh, rural Georgia, oh, and his use of language was so wonderful. I likened his style. The names I dropped were uh, Stephen King, um, Tennessee Williams, and Maya Angelou. That's how like rich his language was.
1: Oh, wow! Yeah, it's very That's very vivid. What you just painted there, <laughs> I right. highly recommend it. Awesome.
4: And uh, I've been watching <laughs> my, my watching has been cycling around reruns of girlfriends, uh, the golden girls uh, ink master. Cause that's the stuff I put on in the background when I'm editing. So I don't have to pay attention. Um, also six feet under like things I've seen 11,000 times. And what I'm actively watching until I throw my hands over my head in disgust is uh the current season of drag race all stars. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. sorry, some stars. I mean kind <laughs> <laughs> of. <Wow>. Stars? Wow. <laughs> wow. Star- they
6: were on before, question <laughs> mark. <laughs> yeah, right.
4: Here's here's those chicks back again that you kind of paid attention to not really the last time. Yeah, right. that except that's too long. So they just call it all.
6: And we're throwing in Jimbo because why not? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Can we just say Jimbo one and just stop with the charade of all these episodes? Cause this is not good. <laughs> 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 what was, yeah. That's,
5: oh.
4: you, I I don't read for
5: pleasure anymore. I don't re, I'm trying to remember the last time I did. Cause we, I, I read such an inordinate. I can't, watch news, I hate, I can't, mm. I, I just can't absorb it that way. So I read, we both do an inordinate amount of news, but I do that like in the morning. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, I have time to process it and think about it and I never read it at night and I just, I don't watch news anymore. I can't. Um, so that's a lot of it. And I, and I've done so much reading lately for work that by the time I'm home, we watched one smart thing that was um it was the ABC ABC did a pride special with uh, Elliot Page and others. Yes. And that was really good.
0: I what forget it what it called? was
5: called. I'm trying to remember. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Um, okay. That was the
4: one smart good. It was well done. It's about uh trans folks in America. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Elliot Page, Sasha Colby um who's way smarter than i knew mm-hmm. um, a lot of folks a lot of yeah. basically all the prominent trans folks in american yeah. media Some.
5: it's probably an abc
1: news special it's probably it was. probably find under
5: a, that in hulu probably yes. right it, i found it like on the front page of hulu and i was like ooh this looks interesting and it was it was well done no notes and um and other than that i've been watching i go back to the beginning and rewatch SVU. Oh wow! Oh, Law and Order SVU. <laughs> so I'm 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 right in the middle of season twelve in the reruns, and then when when the new ones come out, like while the season is going, then I watch the new old Law and Order and Organized Crime and SVU. I binge them <laughs> on Friday. I love them. Oh my god! It's, you know it's and it, and it is. It's kind of a mindless thing too because I've seen them all a million times. But I it's good mindless television i i do a lot of thinking all day i don't want to think at night right oh
1: yeah that's <laughs> everybody i think yeah and that's the whole yeah. thing with like the reading if you're reading all the time it's kind of like i don't want to read anymore right now you uh, yeah know?
5: so i, totally I used to that. you know we we did all kinds of pleasure reading like during the pandemic and you know now it's like i don't have time
0: don't yeah have time.
5: and my eyes cross. yeah yeah so. totally get I it i think fascinating
1: yeah John, what about you?
6: Um, so I strictly do audiobooks this time to- like these days because I am also a knitter, but also at work I like to like listen to books sometimes. So I'm currently re listening to Red, White, and Royal Blue because that movie's coming out mm-hmm. in August. Uh, it's a gay book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where where basically it, it it posits the question what if um, the first son like the president's son and the uh like a prince in england meet up and fall in love so oh.
2: I'm,
6: I'm looking forward to that movie though because i'm just Fun. curious to see what they do with it um and then i've been going for comfort recently and i'm rewatching watching schitt's creek for the umpteenth time oh there so.
4: you go i've never watched that show
6: oh I'm so That's, jealous that's one of, of, you. of those ones I've only seen a
1: couple episodes, and it, at the time, it just wasn't my humor. So, I just... oh,
6: God, season three is just the strongest right. season. You had to get I through love, season
5: and... one. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it...
3: yeah this <laughs> first few episodes, after the three, four episodes, I was able to fly right through it, but I had to yeah. try twice to watch it. But I am so thankful I did.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's like me. I I did that with uh, The Good Place. I finally went back and rewatched all of that. And it was was so good. And yeah, and so there's a few shows that are like that. You just kind of have to keep watching or push yourself through. Like, I'm telling
4: you, it's going to get better. You're going to love it. And then see Good Place got me right from the beginning. I was just like refreshingly smart television in the age of the orange Cheeto monster. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 it's like,
6: how do you make philosophy funny? Right, and it did.
4: It did, yeah, yeah. No.
1: very much. So. Yeah, I just like, wasn't in the right mindset at the time. You know,
4: fair, fair. But I was like, "What's this?" I'm watching television, and and that half of my brain is engaged. I don't understand yeah. what's going
6: on. <laughs> <laughs> the Jeremy Bearmy of it all. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, come
4: on, deep reading- cut reference.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, John, are you reading anything or? Red wine, royal, royal blue. Rereading it. That's yeah. right. I forgot you said audiobook. That's right. Never mind. Yeah, that Counts. I, I was reading. Like, yeah, it, it does. does count. And I, I, I,
2: I sometimes
6: also read people. Um, the, yeah. not yeah. the magazine. The no, you
5: know, yeah.
6: the actual bodies of
1: people. I don't. Do. I don't, yeah, I yeah, yeah, can't.
5: Yeah. That just happens naturally, so I can't count that. Oh, it's gonna happen <laughs> tonight
6: to one of us. I can feel it.
5: It just happens. <laughs> it's, it's just it's gonna happen.
6: Well, what's funny
1: is that you, you know, we're, you were talking about, so I've been rereading The Magicians since I was recapping it on the rewatch recap. I was like, I'm was like, i going to start good. this over. Oh, it's great. Um, the first book I remember being kind of uh, like after I I started the books after I'd watched the show the first time around and and I was like, uh, the first book, I didn't really like it. Um, as far as like the characters, the second book like blew me away and I just still haven't read the third. But uh, it's a great book series, and I've been doing an audiobook reread of that, basically. So I should have been like, pff, right, got it right on the first go. Oh, well. Um, but you also know that, yeah, I was watching Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies, and I love that show, no matter how freaking crazy and stupid it is. I love it. The music so- is fun, if if not completely accurate for the era it's set in and
6: sure you could say yeah, that
1: the storylines completely like it's like what if brandy's cinderella happened in the greece universe almost like it's kind of like this multi-racial wow. casting that no one's really wow. talking about in 1954 and you're like wait so the blonde girl is dating the black guy okay <laughs> Like that wouldn't happen in 1954, but all right, I
4: would have watched Greece if that were the case. I, it's
1: great now. I love yeah. it. You just kind of had to kind of go suspension of disbelief, but
4: I felt like I was moment. the only human that didn't give a damn about Greece.
6: It's the word. <laughs> there's a moment in <laughs> the series where they're doing Romeo and Juliet, and like the sh- the the uh, the Sandy equivalent is this uh, black woman who's great in it. But like they they do the kiss, and I was just like, "Oh, this is going to be super racist, isn't it?" Oh, and it did it, and I was just like, "What? Where? What am I watching?" <laughs> it's.
1: <what laughs> it, I mean, I mean, I know California is the more liberal state, but not back then. It you know, it still wasn't right. that liberal, you know. Yeah. So yeah, there's some things, and there's a there's a lesbian relationship. One of the pink ladies turns out to be gay, and uh, which I can kind of see, and they're kind of handling that. It's all of it. They're kind of handling. It's kind of like okay, but really it's kind of touch and go like you don't really know what they're doing and i don't know if they know what they're doing but it's fun to watch so if you just want to you know throw away things to watch
4: i can enjoy the fact that i'm sure there's a handful of folks out there whose heads are exploding because Greece went woke
6: i know right yeah
4: probably seriously probably
6: Although those people aren't that loud because I don't think anyone really cares about the show because no one's really talking about it from what I've seen.
4: I forgot it existed until you brought it up. So yeah, then yeah. You go. <laughs> it's actually pretty big on TikTok. It looks
1: like there's a lot of TikToks going on about it. So okay. <laughs> okay, so let's get on with this about the Pride, which I'm calling. The Queer Frontier. The Queer Frontier. So what I want to ask first is uh, what was your first Pride experience like? Like, what was it like? Like your first time you ever went to Pride, um, your friends drug you along, I'm sure most of the time that's what happens. And, you know, and maybe it was your moment, you know, think about your first time, think about your most memorable time and, uh, you know. Get that in your head. Let's do around. Cindy, you look like you have something you already have in your mind. So go ahead and go, you go for it first.
3: So I went to New York Pride um, shortly after coming out, and I went in a group of car in a group of friends in a car that we used to call the Pride Mobile because there was rainbow stickers all over it <laughs> and flags all over it, and I never felt so welcomed in an environment of thousands of people Um, after being outed, after having the experience that I did when I came out um, to see such a, I always say to people that if you don't get a chance, uh, if you come out or even as an ally, just go to one New York pride that should be on your bucket list.
2: It should. At Everyone least one should do time,
3: Attempt to go to a New York Pride. I mean, now I probably couldn't do it because it'd just be too overwhelming and too much anxiety because so many people. But I'm glad I was able to have that experience uh, more than once, mm. and it was just amazing. And I'll never forget that feeling of watching everybody just so connected and so, and, and you felt family everywhere. And that's my feeling of the first time I went to Pride and in in, in a New York City.
1: Was that I your most memorable two. time as well?
3: Uh, it was among them, yes. Okay. i got to say that was definitely the one for me. Okay. The first time.
1: Well, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. I love it. You said you were 21?
3: I had to be, yeah, 21, maybe 22. By the, t- by the time by the time I went to the first Pride, maybe twenty
4: two. I just
1: wanted to make sure you could drink, so you could have even more fun. So. <laughs> I don't
3: think that back mattered. in time, and <laughs> you just carried a little lunch bag.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, how about John? John, what did you? How was your first your first Pride? And was it your most memorable? If not, what was?
6: Really, I, I remember going to Pride. I think I was in college. It was also New York Pride, but it wasn't memorable for me. I mean, I remember the day. I remember going with my friend. Um, but, like, I don't know. I've been to Pride a couple of times, and it's really great to see people, uh, you know, celebrate and be themselves. But, like, just it's just too many people for me, like, on the sidewalks and everything. Like, when World Pride was here, I avoided in Mm -hmm. like the plague because i i i don't know i think i have slowly realized i'm not a real big crowd person Mm -hmm. uh but it's it's interesting to just see you know the different groups of people and i i I love seeing the dykes on bikes for whatever reason um
4: (laughs) who doesn't uh, right yeah (laughs) right
6: i mean they're they're just so much fun and they're uh but but it's also interesting to see the different groups of people who show up. And I know, um, you know, I, uh, a couple of places I've worked at, we have been asked to do the parade. And they're like, who wants to join us? And I'm always just like, I'd rather sleep. Mm. Um, it's, <clears throat> that's, that's the downside of it. It's just like the ass crack. Like, it's so early. You have to be there and make sure everything's organized and you're wearing the right thing and you're doing everything. And then. Like you have to go on with your life afterwards. <laughs> like I, right. don't, I, I don't really, I didn't, I never really went to any of the events afterwards because, like, I'm also not the richest person <laughs> in mm. the world. So, um, uh, but yeah, it's just great, and then it's great to just see like the um younger generations showing up and the their excitement and everything. Um, yeah. I don't really have like a strong memory with Pride though, with the parade itself.
1: I get you. You know, it, it I guess it can sometimes things can always you know blur together, especially when you've done things maybe similar, other festivals and stuff and it just didn't really stand out with you at the time, maybe.
6: Yeah, I'm I'm always usually working though on Pride itself. Yeah. So it's it it's a little difficult <laughs> to remember the, these things. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Charles and Martha, please take it away.
4: Um, I have first Pride. Yeah, my first Pride memory is New York Pride. A bunch of us went up to New York Pride. I was, would have been like 18, maybe 19. And um, we crashed the parade and marched with the Harvey Milk School. Um, nice. And, <laughs> you know, I, I remember... Um, Voguing down the street. And then I looked to my right and there was Wilson Cruz. (laughs) Ah, Ricky. And and this is like right after the Ricky era. (sighs) Oh, well, that's awesome. I was just like, it's my husband. It's my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And then I remember I marched in Philly pride with my college, uh, queer group and that's apparently how i came out to a half of the city because uh on the news was me plastered holding the uh the uh temple temple lambda, lambda banner marching oh. in the parade which <laughs> <laughs> okay well if you didn't know now you know <laughs> it's there there exactly. you go here it is how about
5: that? i don't remember which when my first pride was I don't remember what year, but my cousin and I probably got a table at Knock and had brunch um, as the parade went by. But then I spent years working the Philadelphia both Pride and Outfest, like tabling for different organizations. And so, but I know my most memorable Pride I will never forget was twenty fifteen. So Oberfeld happened, um, and two a week later or two weeks later was New York Pride. And so my cousin and I went up on the train and met friends there. And Edie Windsor was the master of, or the, the grand marshal of the parade. Mm-hmm. And that was, I, I can't even explain how incredible that was to be there for that, to see, you know, just that swelling of people, everyone's so happy, you know, like we had really accomplished something and there's Edie Windsor just, you know, a few feet away just waving and beaming and that was my favorite pride i think everyone should go That's to new awesome. york at least once yes just to it sounds to like i'm the only one here who hasn't <laughs> see that it it's something to see it really really is yeah just and you have
6: to like make sure you get a good spot on the route itself mm. um because you have and bring sun sunscreen everyone sunscreen well, for that's sure any
1: pride really that's
6: oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah
5: oh yeah
6: oh but because it it it's it's not like New Year's Eve where you're like can't you're told you can't leave uh it's uh but like when you're standing on Pride like you're it, it's like being in a crowded gay bar but outside and hopefully yeah it's, it's hard nice to day.
5: move around. Yeah, it is. Yeah. once you, once you decide where you are, and we have a friend who lives in the West Village, and he chose the corner where we would stand, and it was it was great. That's so, really yeah.
1: funny because I was actually in a play called The Last Sunday in June, and it was about the like Christopher Street. Somebody lived in
2: mm-hmm.
1: a, an apartment, and it's all about watching the parade go by, and it's just this, it's this gay drama play, you know, that was all yeah. about this couple and whatnot. But where does um, John,
5: yeah, John's like Bleecker and McDougall. He's right there. Like oh, that's like right, right at the end, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We walked. Spot. We walked a couple blocks away from where he lives, but that's where he lives. Yeah, so
6: that's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's great. So, okay, um, so it, pride in general and pop culture in general. I say pop culture because I mean it is part of pop culture now. <laughs> we'll mm. just face that, right? Do you think that for some people? Everything is happening way too fast for their small little minds. And anybody can answer this. This is for anybody to up and jump in.
4: No. What do you mean? Wait. Yeah.
1: I need more words.
4: A lot
5: of people. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So years ago, Ellen came out of the, out of the closet and then it seemed like there was a boom of like gay characters and gay celebrities coming out and whatnot. And then now we've, you know, now we've opened up the door for, we've had more trans, um, artists come out. And that's opened up the door for more people to see themselves represented. So more people are coming out and there's more discussion about uh, trans non-binary. And so I think for some people, not for not for the non-allies out there, it seems like for them, it's too much all at once, which it's I don't know. I don't know. What do you see about that?
5: I would say that, no, that's 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 not how I would categorize it. I would say that they, they really built, um, you know, if you look at, you, you have to look at the Republican Party, because that's where mm-hmm. this generates, right? So they set national strategies, and their national strategy for a good, what, 10 years at least, and it was a winning strategy, was to make people afraid of gay marriage. And then yes. they lost. They just lost that battle. You know, and, and, you know, two things kind of conflict. First of all, they had all this apparatus and needed something to do with it. So, hey, trans people make a great target because, you know, there are fewer of us and most, you know, a lot of people don't know anything. So it's really easy to, to create a boogeyman, mm-hmm. you know, like we're, we're uh, a, such a small minority of the population that it's really easy to um, tell lies, basically. Yeah. You know, which is what they did to gay people for years. Um, and it's easier so that, that to do
1: with a marginalized group within a marginalized group. Right. Correct.
5: And that, so that's no surprise at all. I don't think. And the other thing is I think Obama broke them. I think In having a part. black president broke a lot of conservatives and, and uh yeah, I, I don't think that they've, they fully recovered any, any form of sanity. But yeah, yeah it's, sad. It, it's really too sad. much is, you know, but you know, the thing to bear in mind is, you know, it's it's hard to not be serious. Like we have a lot of fun and we laugh a lot, but you know, I I always say we have to really look at the reality of things to be able to laugh. So Fox mm-hmm. News did a poll and they asked all Republicans, um, you know, the the Republican state legislators legislatures that are have put out now over 500 anti-trans b- bills and b- bits of legislation passed many passed into law
4: closer to six is yeah. it a
5: big problem is it somewhat of a problem uh or is it not a problem was basically the you know the choices and it was like 54 or 7 percent now this is republicans registered republicans the rank and file said it's a big problem it's gone too far. Now that's 57% of of voting Republicans. Another 27, almost 30% said it's a problem. If not a big problem, it is a problem. So now you've got more than 80% of Republicans saying this, like, why are you doing this? You oh wait, know, wait, wait, I'm
6: sorry. Just, I'm, I'm a little confused. You're saying that they are saying the um, the amount of legislation, like, the amount of legislation,
5: the targeting of trans yes. people, the lying about trans people—that this is a major problem. Not okay. that we are the major problem. That their party has gone off I'm okay. right. Yeah. Okay. Right. I,
6: I was I was about to get really angry right there. No, but- no, no.
5: So, but that's what I'm saying. It's not what you would expect. It's <laughs> you would think that the polling would say otherwise but you know when we're talking about trans rights it's the same thing as talking about you know Roe being overturned and every time now that they try to put bodily autonomy on the ballot they lose even in Kansas they lose and talking about trans rights and talking about abortion rights it's it, in so many ways it's the same conversation mm. do people deserve bodily autonomy or do they not because, and like, it's even your business Go
6: ahead. even the the country and the world is looking at Florida and all the bullshit that's going on out there and i mean i i know i can only speak for myself and everything and i'm at work we're all just like this is ridiculous like why i don't know who hurt him like why 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 he's going after after trans and gay and lgbt uh, as a whole it's just like do, do you want us to like fawn over you we can easily just lie and say we'll do it we lo- we love you you know or call him hot or something i don't know I, I, is that what he wants is that what he
4: wants i feel like <laughs> he, he's trying to get us to a place where he can stand over a smoking pile of rubble and jerk off like that's the only thing i can think of that he's working towards because that, king. okay i see it <laughs> yeah cuz i don't know i'm not trying to yuck anyone's y- yes i am no
1: right we're going gonna to yuck ron to yuck. That, yuck. yuck.
4: Oh, God,
6: let's not go there
1: at all, please. Yeah, he's... No. It's, it's, I'm going to uh, yak. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and Charles anyway. always
5: says the squeakiest wheel wants to get bent over and greased.
4: Right.
1: Isn't, Isn't that not the is? There's probably... All these people complaining. Yes, it's kind of like... And it's a bad. small minority of people, but they're complaining the loudest. So it feels like, uh-huh. like a lot of people are complaining, but it's really not. It's a it's really a lot not fewer than what we, we really see. They just got a loud voice, and then people who were who love right. to watch a train wreck. A lot of people just love to watch a train wreck. So
2: and here's the thing that because we're so in loud. South Jersey, I,
5: I've been attending a lot of little tiny little town prides, and they're fabulous. And yeah. It's Aww. families and people smiling and a yeah. lot of kids and no drama and bullshit. And it's yeah. like that's uh, what i Pike agree. should be. I love it. That's yeah. great. I mean, all these little towns in New Jersey, yeah, mm-hmm. it's that's awesome. But like, I, I love gotta that kind say
3: of about the whole thing that these little groups of people that are against uh LGBTQ and that they're so loud. Mm-hmm and you're right it, they're so loud that it makes it look, sound or look like it's much more than who it is that's causing the problems mm-hmm. to the point that the human rights campaign is now has an alert on safety for us that Canada has opened its doors to asylum for the LGBTQ you know uh, community because these the small group is just so loud but they're also so negative and violent and aggressive and so aggressive towards our community that even Hmm. if we know we would be safe, maybe traveling to Florida, we don't feel safe traveling to Florida because those small groups sound much more than what they are.
5: Oh honey, if I don't know I can pee, I will not visit your state until like things get more sane. I'm not doing, you know, like I drop
3: (laughs) my wife, (laughs) My wife says she will not travel to a red state.
5: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I live in a red state. Mm-hmm. Do you? It
1: sucks. I live in Mississippi. Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, yes, you yep. do. Uh, yeah,
1: That's not yep, even red. I, that's red. That's red. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's maroon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm just below memphis tennessee but that's also a red state but um mm. yeah i'm surrounded by red and oh well tennessee so I grew is awful here. right so now. so think about that me coming Law-wise. out of the closet to my friends and family in the 90s in the early mm. 90s at like age 13 so that's how we deal. know you meant it yes yeah. that's why I'm like I'm yeah. going back right, so I've been right. For
5: a while. well no one is and we're we're all here and we're going to be yes. here and you know we really have set a tone so it's like well that's cute but um, and, yeah, and exactly. what has to happen is it's they've got to lose and they are like I said they yeah. can't really put Roe on the ballot because they tried to spike that ball right yeah and Kansas and I'm trying to remember all the states where that did not work they have really thought it would and it didn't like, now Mm-mm. we're going to put it in our constitution. And everybody said, not so fast. The no. hell? Right. Not so fast. And in red States. And that's important. It matters.
1: So moving along, I, here's something a little bit lighter that we can all discuss are, I, I want to say gay folks, but just LGBTQ plus folks too judgy of each other. Huh. Like, we just judge each other way too much. Now, I know Martha has something to say about that. Oh, I can see it right there on your face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, there's honey. Okay, we got mask versus femme. We got openly
5: gay versus honestly gay. We got cisgender versus, versus
1: trans or non-binary. <laughs> yeah, top versus bottom. Oh, even within
5: um, trans people. Then we have a hierarchy. Yeah. You know, in some folks' minds. It's like, oh, stop. Stop.
1: Oh, like a status type of thing. Like, well, yeah, we
5: transitioned or not or, you know. Yeah. Well, right. What does that even mean? Because one person's fully transitioned is another person's haven't haven't even gotten started. And another person's way too much. Yeah. You know,
1: or they're um, still discovering themselves. So for them right then, they're fully transitioned, you know, and they could still well, be discovering themselves and go forth and change later. Everybody, Yeah. And also, like
6: financially, because the surgeries like could well, be expensive for some
5: people. And by and large, depending on where you want to go, it is covered by health insurance. Republicans are trying to fuss with that. And that's why we're, you know, we're having, we we are seeing large migrations out of red states um, of trans people and families of trans people. We really Mm. are uh, seeing a lot of that happen. But I'm sorry, back to too judgy. Um, Larry Kramer said, we don't deserve to call ourselves a community, we're a population. And I agree. I agree. That's true.
4: Cuz community implies yeah, community. C- community implies we all get along and we <laughs> actually not.
1: yeah, trying or at least trying to, right? Like right. Yeah, yeah. I agree I, with that. We are segregated. We're all segregated but different reasons like I like the stuff I just named, um and also even like the um the black and people of color are separated mm. from the the white queers, you know? Like it's like oh, well, yeah.
4: it sucks. It's I hate right. it. I I agree. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like when the uh, black and brown stripes were introduced onto the pride flag. In Philadelphia. And it started yes. in Philadelphia. And then it became this whole thing of like, well, people the, lost the pride flag was always inclusive of everyone. It wasn't about individual people. And I'm like, well, if that were true, that would be true. The same was said about the American flag. You want to have that conversation right now? Didn't think so.
5: Right. Yeah. yeah. But it was it was really you know people were really offended. And I'm like, did someone make you buy one? Did someone force you to carry it? Like, what what did the flag show us on the doll?
1: Right,
5: where the flag hurt you.
1: It kind of became the queer Black
5: Lives Matter thing. Yeah, yeah. like well, it all really lives did. Matter,
1: and you're like, oh, shut up.
5: And it <laughs> it, it really was about you know this city, our, our city, Philadelphia, reckoning with itself and saying you know there's there's a lot more to do where the black and brown folks in our communities are concerned Um, we have a lot of work to do and it was just it was an intentional visual but meant to remind folks you know we're not where we say we are right and people lost their fucking minds because everybody wants to
4: say marsha p johnson when it makes them look good but then you put a brown or black stripe on a flag and then you lose your shit it's like which one is which where are we
5: where are we today (laughs) But yeah, it's, you know, the last time we really did rally together was probably the AIDS pandemic. And I was alive through that. I came of age in the 80s. Um, I remember that terror. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I remember those years where the AIDS organizations just prepped people for a death for years. That's what they did. 15 years, really. And that's
1: all they told us, too. Is basically right. like, oh, you're, you've got AIDS, you're gonna die. Or, well, you can well, touch somebody and
5: you can hug them, but you know, but they're still gonna die. Like that's, you know what I mean? It was kind of well, like, well, but, but that was true. I mean, you know, by and large, that was true. That's, I mean, you it know, was. I, I'm not talking about the fear. I'm talking about the reality. Right. You know, when it, it took the president six, seven years to even say the word AIDS, I'm talking about living through that. Like that's, yeah. I finally got a driver's license in '83. Where the fuck am I going? Yeah. You know, it's Like. <laughs> Um, it, they were scary times. They were scary times. But, you know, we really did see community. Um, not as much, Larry Larry Kramer said, not nearly as much as he thought we should have. Um, yeah. But I don't think we've seen it since. I am heartened by what I'm seeing. We're hearing at least around the trans community because I think everybody who's been around a minute knows it may start with us, but it doesn't end with us. Right. It doesn't. And, and they've already pulled the drag queens in. They've already yeah. shown their hand. Like, oh, we're going after anyone we can. Yeah. It's crazy. And, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: And me being in the Memphis area where they just finally they overturned that, you know They did. That yeah, whole a vote. judge did that.
5: And they're they're not that's not in the headlines. And it should be. It should be every bit as, as loud in the news that, yeah, that shit didn't stand. It's unconstitutional. It's not un- and that was a Trump appointed judge, I believe.
1: Yeah, that's what's funny. I love that. I yeah. love that kind of stuff. You're like, ha eat it, you know, some sort of morals and, you know, and logic in his brain. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, so, yeah, do, what do you have you personally, personally, have you experienced some kind of, you know, I want to say negative feedback from somebody in the queer community based on just you not being like them?
2: <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
5: I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah. Mark is like, are you asking me like why really?" But I was, I, I, was, <laughs> I was giving Charles the floor. I was just like, <laughs> I
4: mean, just calling myself bisexual in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like yeah. you're confused. You're just gay. Um, it's a phase. You're just gay. <laughs> you're just gay. Are you sure you're not just gay? You must be. I think exactly. you're just gay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> like it's a st- like it's a stopping off point, right? You know, and everyone goes, that, which for some folks, I guess, maybe, like I thought well, it know- was why, but. Mm. Yeah, but not exactly. Not I did generally. the same
1: thing. I was thinking, like, I'm gay. No, wait, I must be bi. It's got to be bi. I'm bi. It's I even like, had journal entries to me gay, trying to yeah. figure this out. And so yeah. everybody thinks, oh, well, you you say you're bi, but you're actually probably just gay. You know, because I went the same. Th- I went through the same thing. You know, that kind of no, it's not the same. Not everybody's <sighs> no, experience is the same. Does as-
4: right,
5: right? I you know the within the trans community, I mean, there is very much the non-binary community, and that is very much a legitimate identity and a place mm-hmm. where a lot of folks live and that it's just, they found the word for it. But I do see plenty of trans folk kind of go through that. I don't care what pronouns you use for me. It's okay. They're all okay. Everything's fine. And then they're like, you know, I'm trying on they them and then we've, we come to it. Right. And mm-hmm. I think I did that for a while too, because I wanted it to be enough to say that. You know, like uh, maybe, it, maybe it'll be enough. And we keep hoping, and none of it was enough. You know, it's like that wasn't my identity. That's not who I was. And when, so yeah. when I finally got it, I'm like, this is where I shine. This is where yeah. I shine. But no, yeah, but, but <laughs> you know, non binary folks exist and, and they live there and they're not moving. You know, <laughs> they're real happy with their block,
2: you know. So. Yeah.
1: Okay. What about you, John? Um, you've experienced anything? Which like, were, question
6: are we on now?
1: I, I'm so lost. <laughs> the the of the, 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 the queer community. Like, <laughs> have you ever been on the, the bad end of being judged? You know that feeling.
6: Yeah, but by myself. I'm oh. not going to lie. Oh. <laughs> I,
5: I do it before they get a chance. I do, it.
6: I do it all the time. I'm also. Mm. I. I don't know what the animal classifications are anymore, but I guess I'm a bear, but like I'm a <laughs> yeah. bigger guy. And cub, so like, perhaps? cub. sure. We'll go with otter, one of those. Maybe? No, 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 no. I'm too, I'm too big for an otter, but like, but like, you know, it, it, it's outside of, you know, what my sexual orientation is. It's like also body image and all this other thing. And so like, you know, for a while there, there was only the one representation of gays, of gay men, of mm-hmm. uh, uh, hell, even lesbians where they were a specific stereotype, a specific look. And so
4: Birkenstocks and flannel. Yes. Yeah.
6: But like, but like, I didn't look like them. So like, obviously I hated, I did, I, I would not like myself and, And so before anyone could say anything, the defense mechanism will go up and be like, Yeah, I'm fat, I don't care or whatever, or you know, I'd call myself out on something. So I think I'm my own worst enemy in this conversation.
4: That's all of us though. Virtual hug. Yeah, but like
6: (laughs) I mean I grew I mean, I grew up on Long Island. I went to school in western New York. I'm currently living in New York City and like everywhere I've lived though, like I honestly don't feel like I, uh, I feel like I was embraced. I feel like I was welcomed. Good. And it's, it's interesting thinking about, uh, or like watching old, older shows where there is the, the gay character in high school and they get bullied and everything. And I'm like, this is, but I didn't have this. And I thank my lucky stars that I didn't have it. Cause I am one of the few people who could probably say that. So, yeah. I'm the I same way. I hate so privileged, but it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, and, and everyone. Then, yeah, I I totally mm-hmm. feel that. I'm like, I didn't go through that,
1: but I might have had one person who like said something to me once, and then somebody like yelled at like, "Don't you say that about him?" And then okay, well, I got to you know,
4: <laughs> I, right. I was just
1: right. a really likable person, I guess, and they just didn't care. I don't know. I, I also, was.
6: I was also in school during the era when you would say "that's so gay" as a negative or derogatory, mm. or derogatory phrase, and so. Coming out, I had to unlearn that phrase, and then you know, obviously that lasted what, uh, like three years or something like that. In the span of the 21st century,
1: yeah, for the uh, most part, yeah,
6: yeah. So I, yeah, I haven't really experienced any hate, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm looking. Don't invite it. that. No, don't do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
5: It's not Cindy. nearly as sexy as it sounds, trust. Oh,
6: I yeah. know. I, yes. I'm well aware. <laughs> Just trying to spin it in a way, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know. That handkerchief
4: yeah. is an ugly color. No. that. <laughs> In the hanky.
6: Well but but then also, you know, you get into like a personal thing where you're paranoid and you're at the gay bar and no one's talking to you. And I'm like, is it me? Am I wearing something wrong? Do I smell? Did I mean I went to the bathroom, but I, I I washed my hands and everything, you know. Am I I'm not drinking. I don't drink. I don't know. Blah blah blah. So it's like it's a lot of that that I go through personally. So and probably no one gives a shit. I can guarantee you 97, ni- like 99% of the time, everyone there does not care about. They you don't. They're all they're thinking were, about themselves. They're doing
5: the same thing. Right. Yes. Yeah. They're doing yes, exactly may, the same you,
6: thing. You, you may like catch eyes with somebody, but like, that's really it. I mean, you're just scanning the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Cindy, what about you?
3: I actually, uh I guess by the time I came out, I didn't have that bullying issue. And uh, I also had the mentality, like, fuck all the way off. And, you know, the the hardest person on anyone was myself, kind of like John, where I was, you know, back then it was in the club and I was just more like, why aren't they talking to me? Why is this? I was also not the stereotypical lesbian, uh, you know, bigger girl, very femme, you know, And so so a lot of times they were like, is she, is she not? I don't know. Well, I am at the club girls. I am at the club, you know, (laughs) uh, versus uh, maybe 10 years later after I did a stint with uh, an ex. uh, When I, after that, I went to the clubs again and they were like, Oh, we like a big girl. You know, it, it was very different when I was, you know, ten years later versus when I was in my early twenties, uh, trying to go to the clubs, and uh, it, it was a big difference. But I, I want to say the same thing is that the hardest person on um, was me on myself. Yeah,
6: right. Because growing up, all I really had in terms, like we had Will and Grace and Queerest Folk, and all of those people were skinny in shape, eight packs. <laughs> quote, all, pretty, people. Packs, yeah. pretty people. Pretty yeah. people, yeah. And, like, even the, quote, ugly people were still pretty. Um, right.
3: I mean, I right. had the L word. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. You know, Shane just fucked it all up for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> the skinny waif, you know?
1: Oh. Oh, I miss those shows. I miss that era of, like, queer TV.
6: Right. <laughs> I really do. I kind of miss it. Like, there was a lot I mean, of good... I- I did watch the first episode of the new, the reboot Queers Folk, and it was pretty interesting. Hmm. I, I don't, I didn't, I forgot where it's on now. It's on I Peacock. Okay. Oh. It Because okay. like they opened up the doors and like, I know in qu- the original one, there was the lesbian couple, but now we have like more because there's more uh, people and more identities and language that, You know, like when queer first came out, non-binary wasn't really the term. I don't think there was a term.
5: No, No. not really. And then trans
6: was still like a new term back in early two thousands. Because right, no, wasn't it first transsexual and then it turned into transgender?
5: Yes, yeah, sort of. And and they coexisted for a while. It was the nineties. Transgender became a term in the nineties. Early 90s, I want to say.
1: I just think it got yeah. more popular lately because it's been more understood of what it means or
6: something. Yeah, and and sure. because because of the boom of social media that we are currently in, like we are able to re-de- like redefine or define words or, you know, I talk about it, the different subcategories in the alphabet mafia.
4: I credit <laughs> right. Tumblr for for my knowledge of the language of gender and the gender spectrum like tumblr in two thousand and seven, eight, nine. 8 9 i didn't realize that i was watching the glossary being written
6: oh
2: okay <laughs> but yeah like all the yeah
4: and i'm realizing like all the the language that we're hearing now it's like oh that's where these discourses were happening you know like yeah um, that's where i first saw the terms like Z, Zer, and zem yeah, I I
5: will never learn all of the neo pronouns. That's just not going to happen. Um, yeah, and and it's and and who they belong to, you know, like that. That's tough, right? Um, mm-hmm. for how I reference you, but I will always use your name, and I will always do my best, right? You know, but if right. I also and then yeah,
6: and then also if you know somebody's pronoun, but somebody else mislabels them, mm-hmm. it is it's our responsibility to. Correct them, but like in right. a in like a they them, you know, like they're they're they them, you know, right. not like a uh, yell, be angry and yell at them,
5: right? Yeah, no, for the first five times, <laughs> <laughs>
4: then I, I oh I,
6: yeah,
2: yeah.
6: You know, just let them off a little bit, yeah.
4: Well, yeah, like if someone like misgenders her, like I just take them aside and I just look at them and I go she, and then they go oh
5: right yeah yeah yeah, and it happens more with people who have known me forever, right. And they just, oh, yeah, it's just they're used to referencing me you know I my dentist you know when I get she said I'm going to apologize in advance because I know I'm going to get it wrong sometime when I'm talking teeth you know like when she's she's busy communicating she's like because how long have we known each other now and it's it's been a long time so yeah it happens it happens but th- that's normally with people that I have known me mm-hmm. um for a long time but
1: at least they're they're showing that they care like, by the way
6: i'm gonna try my hardest but it
5: might right. not
1: work out
6: <laughs> or the, yeah or they call them stuff i'll be like i'm so sorry i know martha
5: oh yeah yeah not,
6: yeah 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 well, cool okay um so thinking about that we're getting toward
1: the end here but um i want to talk about gaydar i know it's been an hour <laughs> wow i know we've been, been doing pretty good yeah um so I want to talk about gaydar and how you probably define it either for yourself, probably most likely for yourself and how you think it works and everybody knows. So what everybody calls gaydar is the ability to spot another queer person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we would call it queerdar now, actually, if we want to you know, really <laughs> throw it out there and cover the whole spectrum of everybody. Um, so I usually say it for me personally, it's, um, the ability to guess somebody's sexuality based on varying traits that I've picked up over time and after becoming familiar with many people in the queer community and in comparison to my own personal characteristics. So it's yeah. kind of like a narrow down, boom, 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 boom. But it, it happens so quick, you know? So that's kind of like your little,
4: you know, right.
1: your little gaydar moment. Um, so how would you describe it for yourself? Cindy, how would you decide? How would you describe your radar?
3: Uh, Messed up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, if it isn't obvious, I probably don't even focus on it anymore. Um, But if I if it is obvious or if I can tell if there's the any kind of rainbow, no matter what, I'm going to be like, oh, family, Um, you know, we're always looking for I'm always looking for where I'm safe. You know, so I'm always looking for that using that gate just in the sense of do I have community or family here or, you know, do I feel safe here wherever I'm at?
1: I agree with that. It's not always about like looking to pick somebody up. It's really about like, do I feel like I could be included here or, you know, Mm -hmm. if I can be welcomed here by somebody who's like me, you know, or have an ally
3: nearby. It it was shot. Uh, now me, I, I as I got older, I I look for different reasons for that. Okay. All right. Yeah, different connections. Looking for friends, family, somebody that understands. I can relate. I agree.
1: To. Cool,
5: John. What about you?
6: Oh, I gave up. <laughs>
3: I don't use it anymore.
5: <laughs> Mine's on the Fritz. In, in this.
6: In this economy, I don't use it anymore. because, <laughs> well, well, because well, like I mean, we do I, we do identify ourselves as a certain type. Like I said, I'm gay, but like you never know. I could fall in love with a woman. I could fall in love with a trans woman. I could fall in love with a non-binary person. So it's just like I don't know. I I opt for the and I, I this is such a cop out, and I'm so sorry, but I opt for the love is love method. Mm-hmm. we like not a cop out. Yeah, but like I think, I think for me, it doesn't matter who you sleep with as long as we're vibing. I think we can Mm -hmm. hang out. Like, it's more like I I read people's, I read people's energies instead of like who they want to fuck.
5: Right, (laughs) and that's how how many how many of these conversations have I had with so many people about that's what it used to be. Right. Yeah. That's what, we were just so happy we found other queer people and then we worked it out from there. I, I cuz what is this top bottom thing? You know, no one identified themselves by their absolute preference. And now it's like they're ordering off a menu. Mm-hmm.
6: Right, and there's so many boxes to check off right. on the, the apps and the things like that. And I'm just like, can we just B Right.
5: If you <laughs> never walked into a party as a gay man and made out with a lesbian and the you know then you really haven't had the full experience.
6: Oh my god, if you have not made out with your straight girlfriends or anything like that or straight guy friends for you that Cindy, too. like what are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, Cindy's like <laughs> I feel That's seen. For
5: me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that, and now Charles has the best Gator I think I've ever seen. I've never been wrong. i you pick out a
6: pansexual yeah. though?
4: We'll see. Even, okay.
5: It, yeah. The thing he'll say is,
4: he might not be gay, but he ain't straight.
5: Right. Like, he'll, he'll, like, got it.
4: There's family in there somewhere. I can clock family from two blocks away across the street at age two. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I, and I'm getting better at it as, as a result, I think. <laughs> just like, I see you. You might not even know, but I see you, baby. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. There's been a few other how how people I, came out to us.
4: Yeah, because
5: we owned a bar, and it was like we were the straight whispers, because they love to come tell us. They love to, like, come
4: confess. And they would always have the same look in their eye when they came in with that story. And it's like, oh, here it comes.
5: um, You know, this one time, and I'm like, okay, baby, I got you. Now, don't tell anyone. I said, who the fuck am I going to (laughs) tell? At
6: least
5: I'm not going to tell.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
6: said it out loud in this bar right now. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
5: But no, they would get, like, you know, like, it's this. And I realized Uh, that it is a big thing to them. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's,
1: it's funny in the situation so where you're at and who you're talking to you're like come on right
5: it's like <laughs> yeah you've you've met us right like come on it's okay right really it is yeah, yeah.
6: like i mean people and like straight people have told me that they've tried th- things oh with sure they're same yeah and you're like cool we do it we all <laughs> well because <laughs> we i cause
5: a- i love to say to straight people well how do you know Mm-hmm, you know, right. and some of them, some of them will go. But well, well, well. I, I, I don't like Edo, and then, and then I've had people go. Well, I know because I tried to suck multiple dicks. It's just not really my thing. I've I thought it should be too because I'm kind of artsy. And I was like, Hey, he's cute. Not my thing. Like I, you know, our mutual friend Steve was like, he went into detail about how he knows, and I'm like, No shit, and he's like, No, really. I try. I
1: just love the multiple dicks thing. Yeah, like, I just know. I really want it to be true. <laughs>
4: right? Yeah, it was Not almost true. like. like
1: <laughs> I keep on trying.
4: Everyone says I'm gay. I just you don't know until the sixth one. That's the rule. Right.
6: Oh, uh, yeah. uh, okay.
4: Maybe.
5: Yeah,
6: and, and especially these days, it's just like it's a personal choice. Like, who are we to be like y- your family if they don't if they don't want to admit it to themselves or if they. If they say that they're not, they're not. Right. I don't.
5: Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I'm fine. You're not. Out no, you yeah, I'm Fine. You're not. No. It's just funny. I like. I, I mean, this is a good friend of mine. I was just playing. Like, you oh know, no. Like, yeah, but I'm saying, and right. he's outside telling, of yeah, friendships yeah, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Oh no. I don't, I
4: don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like you never have to say it, but I know you want to. I see it. I know that look. And I also can. And tell you capitalized you, on that look many, many times. Well, before we've <laughs> we got to have a social life. <laughs> oh my. I don't play sports. I got to do something with my free time. I, mean, but, I do have a question that's yeah. been,
6: that yeah, I, we haven't been able to get an answer. I, and I'm sorry, I'm really dumb when it comes to things, but like, what is the difference between being a bisexual and being pansexual? Do you know
5: what? I don't know why you use the word pan because they, they, there isn't really a difference. There's not. I mean, but it depends on who you ask. Yeah. But I've yet to meet the bi person. Who, it, the theory behind it, okay, the, where the word pansexual kind of came from, and I'm trying to remember how this was just explained to me, but anyway, the theory behind that is like there are bisexual people who um, are- It's out
6: of like transphobia, right, in a way, where yes, they are go only, for cisgender?
5: Are only attracted to cisgender people, but- That's the only distinction I can come up with. But all the bi people- i know are always are, are more expansive than that
4: right because for me pansexual means what i always took bisexual to mean yeah they, they really are interchangeable they yeah. really are okay yeah, because, As, yeah
6: you know, it's it. just, i'm just like it's it's the same right <laughs> i think so. you know, i don't i think it can be the same
1: um, i'll
5: fuck anybody that's what it really means yeah well, well I you know, with, I think, that I think I sometimes
1: with. I think bisexual from people I've known who are bisexual, they're often more attracted to one sex than the other at a time. And and that can be. Yeah. And so I think that and then or or they're more attracted to one sex completely. And then the other time they're like, yeah, I can go there, you know. Right. And then I think it, maybe pansexuality is a little bit more just a more open thing. You know what I mean? Like,
4: I, I mean, for me, it's always been. Uh, like a, a little s- more
1: 50-50 You know
4: Well it's like a spectrum anyway Cause like right. Well not so much since I've been In a committed relationship but like If I'm single it's like it goes in in Phases like some days I wake up and it's like women And then I wake up another day and be like Men and then some days it's like hey Party you know oh. or and sometimes <laughs> it's Neither it, it, Yeah okay I cover so many
5: bases Just say.
1: you found the right one Exactly. exactly
4: but my argument used to always be you know it's like okay so you find the love of your life everything all the qualities that they possess are exactly what you've been looking for and then you go to bed and you wake up the next day and they've swapped genitals does that Actually, change something for you? Like, same body,
6: but different genitals? You right. Mean? It's the same
4: person, say, like, but now they have an Innie instead of an Audi. Has anything actually changed about the way you feel about the person?
1: Well, that's interesting. You think. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those questions you can't really answer unless, unless you're in close it. to that right. situation. Unless know, someone
5: like, brings that up and, yeah, like in that. your own home. <laughs> but that. Uh, <laughs>
1: But somebody should. People should ask themselves. Actually, everybody should. Actually, it,
5: they should. You know, and I, I think, I think it was probably a word that was designed to be more trans inclusive. But I think "bi" was always trans inclusive. It was for me personally. Um, but hey, more words, more people, more fun. It's fine. You know? another flag.
4: Another flag
5: whatever yeah. that's all good
4: because how many androgynous short-haired people have I seen walking down the street and I go ooh she's cute and then they turn around and go ooh he's cute or they're cute or they or sometimes it's just like cute
5: <laughs> I really, I, thought, right. I thought you'd that be able person. to see my shirt yes I thought you'd be able to see my shirt but you can't see my shirt oh,
6: oh no so. what is it and the,
5: I, well I wore it for y'all but can I I'm gonna try to Ugh. We're so tight in here. There it is. Sissin', I like that. That's cute. I like it. Just came today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was looking experience. for a clever Pride shirt and I was like, that's clever. Yeah. I'm just wearing my. I clever
1: volunteered one. at Memphis Pride last year somewhere in my Memphis.
3: Oh, I like shirt.
5: That Fun. Love it. Yeah. Love it.
3: I have a Love Pride it. New Jersey one that I wore yesterday. We awesome. had a friend just well, that made ours help us now, Cindy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I didn't think of wearing anything clever and I, queer. Sorry, yeah, you really didn't.
5: And normally you do, like Golden Girls or something. I mean, but you're yeah. sitting here, so that's enough. That's enough <laughs> cl- clever and queer for all of Every
4: us. Every shirt I wear is clever and queer because yeah, well, it's right. It's your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I
6: just own a, I just own a lot of dark colored T-shirts because I work in theater. So
2: that yeah. part, yeah, you kind of
6: need that uh, for sure.
2: Uh, <laughs> So right. to close all
1: no. this out, everybody, um, right. I want to
4: ask what you're doing for Pride this year. Existing? No. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we've done, well, you've been working a lot of the Pride. I
5: events. have been, right. I've been tabling uh, for my day job. Um, you know, I'm part of a therapy team and we treat exclusively LGBTQIA plus folks mm-hmm. um, struggling with addiction and co-occurring mental health. And, um, you know, we're tabling just to kind of get the word out cause we're grant funded. So there's, oh, okay. there's not a cost barrier. There's not a, um, uh, you know, to, to care and just letting folks know, because we know it's, I want to say the number is somewhere around 97% of us that do deal with an addiction, never do seek help. And it's, you know, because there are so many barriers or, or we're afraid to go into a group or we're afraid a therapist won't understand us. and um, this particular grant in new jersey you know part of the the rule was this would be queer and trans led and it is so i that's why i've been doing all these little tables all over this you know this part of the state and it's fantastic i mean i will say pride has never been more important than it is in 2023 that yeah. part, right. um, you know for sure
4: and I get what to tag you, along Charles? to some of them. Yeah, I've been tagging along to some of the events she's been working and <laughs> that's been my outlet for Pride. So I've gotten to see a couple of drag shows, I've <laughs> gotten to go to a couple of dance parties. Yeah, uh, yeah.
5: yeah, just, just
4: it's, it's heartening. That's, that's heartening. good. That sounds fun. Otherwise, it's, you know, if I'm walking down the street, I'm a Pride parade. So.
5: Well, right. And that's the thing. You know, our lives are just are so immersed in the arts and so immersed in, you know uh
1: every day's pride. (laughs) Exactly every
5: day is pride. Yeah. Every day is pride. Kinda is.
1: What about you, Cindy?
3: I uh hit up a couple of the small town pride events and then we tried to go to the Atlantic City one and apparently that one was canceled. Uh unfortunately. Um, so we ended up meeting up with other people that were there to go to pride. And we just ended up having drinks with them and finding out that there are monthly socials with, uh, gay, the gay community. So we're going to try to meet up with them on a monthly basis and do that. And then, um, there is a drag Spice Girls drag show in Philly that we plan to go to next week. Ooh. That is going a bag. I'm going with you. That is the gayest
4: <laughs> thing I've heard in a minute. It sounds it's, amazing. It's Spice Girls you? themed drag show. Oh, there you go. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we're doing that and uh, creative. Yeah, it's it should be a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. What about you, John?
6: Well, once I wake up from my slumber and the songbirds dress me for the day, um, I will be <laughs> heading to work. Uh- <laughs> Uh, That's it. i mean i um yeah i don't i i live so i live far away from a lot of the gay bars and everything that like after work i just want to go home because i work nights so i'm just like we're we're done um i probably will see the remnants of the parade on my way to work so like glitter and confetti on the streets and everything aka drag Uh, droppings
4: drag droppings oh god yes
6: um, but yeah, don't rub I mean, your I don't, eye. <laughs> I don't know. I I I I know it's like a, a celebratory day, but I feel like all of us kind of celebrate Pride every day by just existing. Yeah. Part. So, so I will be existing and celebrating Pride that day.
1: Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I'm not. I haven't. I didn't get a chance to do any parades or any festivals this year. I don't really have. I'm. I'm in the middle of a move, trying to get things. My mother passed away earlier this year, so I'm. I, I oh, live with sorry. her as her caregiver. I'm so sorry, thank you. Um. So I'm like getting the house ready. I like ready your to go. towel
6: that you're oh, sitting on because so it's this, very k. I know it's the closest it's very, very thing right. I
1: had that was big enough. I was like, uh, I have the little flags here, but I can't really. Put them anywhere, so I just like. Well, here's a towel. <laughs> I was not <I> <laughs> noticing <laughs> it this whole, this whole recording. I was like,
6: it's yeah. a re- it's a pride pr- towel. Right It
1: came from Old Navy. You know, gays love the Navy. That's kind of gay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's what I. So yeah. Even if you're not doing anything, you know, watching something queer, or something that's a celebration in its own. You know, you know, celebrating art and whatnot. Even if it's not even good art, because there's a lot of really bad queer art. Um, Word. Uh,
6: just watch Shits Creek, everyone. There you go. <sighs> Have your feels.
1: <laughs> and last but not least, what about you? Um, did I get everybody, actually? I did. You got think so. Okay, that was me. Okay, never mind. <laughs> last but not least, me. And we did that. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for stopping by and talking about Pride and all the little bits of issues here and there and little nuances and how we, you know, our own experience and whatnot. I appreciate that. Thank you. I,
4: this you know, has been fun. You're welcome.
6: Oh, yeah. it's been fun. I
1: appreciate it. And I know that you guys were really like, wow, it's only already been an hour. That, that's a good sign. That was quick. So I, yeah, that was good. That's good. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to put everybody's information up in the show notes for how you can reach them and, and listen to their shows. And, um, you know, hope you guys have a great pride and a great rest of June.
5: Bye. Everybody. Thanks. Happy you pride. too. Happy
4: pride. Happy pride.